spring? Is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbirds styles. Meet the Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. That means more comfort and less baggage. Experience how Allbirds is redefining comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24. Want to hear a more diverse perspective on art? Tune in to Speaking of Art, the official podcast of Sharjah Art Foundation, featuring conversations with some of the most prominent artists and curators from Asia, Africa, and around the world. Listen to Speaking of Art wherever you get your podcasts. Hello and welcome to episode 76 of Tooncast Beyond. I am one of your hosts, TFG and Mike, and today I am joined by Eduardo because today we are going to become externally yours. Oh wait, no, that's in a couple of that's in a couple of weeks. Anyway, uh, <laughs> yeah. maybe wow, that man. maybe that should be the sign off. Externally yours, Tooncast no, Beyond. No, no, <laughs> no, no, no. We have definitely gone beyond good and evil. No, this is, uh... I uh, <laughs> can't take any more of this punishment. <laughs> Hashtag, pun intended. Yes. <laughs> Do you want to spend Christmas with the Morlocks? No, not really. Nope. It could be a rogue's tale. Anyway. Stop. I don't think this is what you promised your listeners. Uh... Well, I could be a jackass and just have them watch Mojo Vision all the time. <sighs> but yes, uh, <laughs> I'm going to do whatever it takes for this podcast until till, until death do us part. Anyway, we are here, and uh, are you done? Yes, I'm done. You're done. It's you got all, all your system. It's only thir- sure? Yes, yeah, it's only thirteen episodes. Anyway, uh. If anyone remembers, uh, episode 67 of Tooncast Beyond, Eduardo came on and we talked about X-Men 92, because you have to really justify it with the 92, because some people are like, or you could justify it with X-Men, the animated series, yada, 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 but whatever. We're going to talk, we talked X-Men 92 season one. We are finally back at it over the next four weeks over the next month you're going to get x-men cartoons from us here at tooncast beyond because we're going to talk about season two three four and five over the next month or so and yeah so it's um been a while what the hell have you been up to well um well let's see i got married yeah we so, we knew that yeah, from I'm last now... time so 
Yeah, I'm I'm like, yeah, I, I actually, you know, I'm actually married, uh, happily wed. Sorry, single ladies. Sorry. <laughs> you had your you had your chance. Trish got to got to me first. He already put a ring uh, on it. Yep, yep, there's a ring on it. There's a <laughs> ring on it. Uh, and then plus I am co-host and co-producer of a live radio show called Let uh Keeping It Reels. Cool. Very yep, cool. That's every that's every uh every Saturday either myself or my fellow producer Iggy Matthews will be like live on uh on radio and uh you know talking various geek topics. Haven't spoken X Men X Men though, that's 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 just for you. <laughs> that said though, I mean if he's if he's listening, I do want to give a shout out to Larry Houston. You're you're an awesome guy, man. Cool. I, I ended up it was it was because of keeping it reels that I ended up meeting Larry. We we, we talked about G.I. Joe the movie with uh, Buzz Dixon and it was wow, that was one of the most fun times I ever had. Yeah, Buzz is awesome. I haven't talked to him yet, but I know Buzz is is simply amazing. Yeah. All right, we are here to talk, like I said, X-Men 92 Season 2. We're going to get to whomever is giving us just the facts after this. Hey gang, it's Optimus Solo, and I'm here to give you just the facts on X-Men The Animated Series. X-Men The Animated Series is an American animated television series which debuted in 1992 and ran to 1997, lasting five seasons and airing 76 episodes. It aired on the Fox Network as part of its Fox Kids Saturday morning lineup. This was Marvel Comics' second attempt at an animated X-Men TV series, following the pilot X-Men Pride of the X-Men, which was not picked up. Saban Entertainment was contracted to produce the show and hired a small studio, Graz Entertainment, to produce the episodes as it did not have the sufficient staff at the time to handle production in-house. Graz employed the creative staff, wrote and designed each episode, and even drew the storyboards. The voice work was done using Canadian studios, and the animation was done by the South Korean studio, Acom. The plot was loosely adapted from famous storylines and events in the X-Men comics, such as the Dark Phoenix Saga, Days of Future Past, the Phalanx Covenant, and the Legacy Virus. The show features a team lineup similar to that of the early 1990s X-Men comic books. The lineup largely resembles that of Cyclops' Blue Team, established in the early issues of the second X-Men comic series. The series' first 13 episodes were notable for being possibly the first time ever that an American animated series had a full season of episodes flow one into the next, i.e. a continuity-based show, something the series' producers fought heavily for. However, starting with season three, most episodes were shown in random order. Each episode was assigned two different numbers internally. One is for script order, which indicates the number assigned by the production company. The other is the production order, which are the official episode numbers assigned by Fox Children's Network, indicating the order that they actually receive the episodes from the production company. These both vary from the order in which the series actually aired, especially after season three. So we have three different sets of orders in which these episodes could be organized. According to series writer Stephen Melching, the script order is the best guide in terms of overall series continuity, as this is how the stories were originally envisioned to flow together. The X-Men animated show was the longest-running Marvel Comics animated series for 18 years. It lasted six years during its five-season run, which was the record until it was eventually beaten by The Ultimate Spider-Man when its 77th episode aired on October 17, 2015. So from 96 all the way until 2015, 
X-Men was the longest-running Marvel Comics animated series. The series, though, was canceled after the episode Graduation Day, which aired on September 20th, 1997. And now for some Toon trivia. Morph was intended to be a throwaway character for the writers to kill to sell the stark nature of the series. Changeling, i.e. Morph, was chosen because of his past ties to the X-Men as well as his long absence from the comics. His codename had to be changed from Changeling to Morph, as DC Comics had trademarked the Changeling name for the character, who was also known as Beast Boy. Morph's death was intended to be permanent, but he gained unexpected popularity and was brought back. Now, today's episode specifically focuses on Season 2. Season 2 was 13 episodes long and lasted from October 23, 1993 until February 19, 1994. The second season sees Cyclops and Jean get married and become the targets of Mr. Sinister, who hopes to use the genetically perfect combination of their DNA to create an army of obedient mutants. Morph returns, having been rescued by Sinister and brainwashed into forcing the X-Men apart. The season also features the growing rift between humans and mutants, spearheaded by the Friends of Humanity, an anti-mutant group who leads the persecution of all mutants. Apocalypse also returns, developing a deadly plague to be blamed on mutants, fueling the hatred for mutants. The second season also saw a parallel narrative featuring Magneto and Professor X lost in the Savage Land, which is interwoven throughout the season. Many of the stories dealt with the X-Men dealing with the Professor's absence, as well as increasing the backstory of many of the X-Men, particularly Rogue and Wolverine. As a number of two-parters during the season, we have the Fugitives two-parter, and then it obviously begins with the Till Death Do Us Part two-parter and ends with the Reunion two-parter. Also interesting to note, after the first season, Iona Morris left the series and Allison Seeley Smith took over as the voice of Storm. So that's a new voice for Storm starting here in Season 2. So that's just the facts for today. Now let's toss it over to TFG1 Mike and company as they discuss in detail Season 2 of X-Men the animated series. Thank you so much, whoever the hell you were, for giving us just the facts on X-Men 92 Season 2. This is our history with the show. Did we watch the show as kids? Uh, duh. Like, come yeah. on. Like, Well, okay, I was... Okay, yeah, I was a teenager, but still. Well, yes, yeah, I yeah, I was... I was 12 when it came out, and by the time it ended, I was 17. So, yeah, I watched it off and on. But it was one of those things for me. I watched it sporadically after, like, the second season. Um, I caught episodes here and there, and when I finally caught Beyond Good and Evil, which is supposed to be the series finale in season four, I was like, oh, it's over. No more X-Men. Okay, it's done. It, it, it ended up really, really good great ending guys and then somehow some way like years later i found out there was a fifth season i'm like wait what huh yeah no yeah i i remember hearing about i think i read it in uh where did i read it i read it somewhere in a magazine it's like no there's gonna be a fifth season and you know there's gonna be new looks to characters and i'm like okay all right i thought we were done uh but okay we're still going okay all right i i, I see how it is I think though I had to catch uh, I had to catch season five sporadically because by the by that time the local Fox affiliate stopped doing Saturday morning cartoons so I'm like okay great now how am I gonna find this thing Yeah Ugh. Yep 
It's... See, like I totally, mi- I totally missed out on Silver Surfer thanks to these a holes. <laughs> I would like, say that's a good thing. Um, Silver uh, Surfer cartoon wasn't that great. Oh, that's too bad because I was loving, uh, I was loving the uh, '90s, like late '80s, early '90s Silver uh, Silver Surfer comic. Mm-hmm. Um. So outside of preparing for this, when was the last time we saw the show? For me, it was when Disney put out the Bare Bones DVD releases yeah. a few years ago. Uh, when I yeah. say a few years ago, I think that was like ten years ago. <laughs> at yeah, this but, point, but, 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 hang on, because I got let me let me um hang on, because I got I got the uh, I got season one in my hands. That was I. Yeah, that was about, yeah, I'd say about 10 years ago. Yeah, somewhere between 2007 and 2009. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yep. Yeah, about, yeah, I think here it says about 2009 or so. Mm-hmm. I don't know, small print. Small print yeah, and get it that's all right. Um, so was that the last time you saw it was when the DVDs came out before, obviously, now? Yeah, that was about the yeah, that was about the, when the DVDs came out. I, I of course picked up uh, a season or two, and I was like, you know, just flashing back to my, my high school days, and you know, happy about it. Absolutely. Um, hmm. I think I also I think I also may have watched um a, one or two of the season five episodes online, like some you know this was like in the days before. YouTube like cracked down on what you could uh, upload and what you couldn't. Right. No way, Wolverine. We've got a job to do first. I go. I wanna go. Out of the way, Gumbo. What do we remember most about this show before catching up with it recently? Um, almost everything. Honestly, yeah, like <laughs> yeah. this show is very not is very unforgettable when it comes to um. It's content, it's stories, the the opening theme. What I noticed and what I'll talk about as we go along um, is that certain episodes as we go through season three and four, I think. Well, I don't know about season four, but at least this season and then season three next week. Certain episodes, the t- the opening title sequence changed, so the mus- the theme music changed. It was still the same opening theme song type. But there was like a few chords difference because the animation opening was different. Like there was an alternate opening to it, and I'm like, "Wait, what? Why is that this way?" Like I, I didn't. It's not a bad thing for me. I'm fine with it. But I was like, I did not remember that happening. Hmm. I didn't. I didn't either. Like that. Like I, I did. I was introduced by a friend of mine to the an to the um the anime style openings that they that they did over in Japan. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I when I when I saw like the the I'm, it was one of those things that it's like the back of my brain is going, wait a minute, is this something's different here? Mm-hmm. Oh. I mean, for me, I didn't even have to. I, obviously, I did watch it. I didn't have to, but as soon as I heard the music change, I'm like, okay, there there's something different here. What's you know, it's kind of like um, Sesame Street. One of these things just doesn't belong here. It's like, oh my god, <laughs> what the hell? Um, so what other things did you remember most about this show before we went back and saw it? Uh, 
well, no, I just yeah, the theme song, the um, the theme song, the animation, also just how the makers of the show tried to cram in all these little cameos and Easter eggs, and you know, like I, I still remember the you know when we get to it uh, next up ep- next episode, I still remember all the cameos that they stuck in during Phoenix Saga. Mm-hmm. You know, and then just some of the stuff that they, and then just some of like the the background one shot X Men characters that just show up in crowd scenes and things like that. Yeah, absolutely. Same here. Um, and what level of a fan were we heading into the prep work for this record? Um, like I said earlier, you know pretty much diehard we pretty much remember this stuff like without even oh. having to like i don't remember every single episode but i knew the till death do us part was in here i knew yeah you know all of that was gonna be in here because um, you know mr sinister and what makes me so mad and i could be wrong because i'm kind of tired and delirious right now the till death <laughs> do us part two-parter they never really give an explanation as to why Sinister is so infatuated with Scott and Jean. Maybe it happens later that they do that, but I don't know. Yeah, I, I was also kind of yeah. It, it just it that that kind of felt like, well, he's infatuated with the bloodline because one well, the comics he's infatuated with the two. So you know that's mm-hmm. that's it. That's all. That, that's it. That's all we're gonna. That's all we're gonna get into. So let's see. We got Scott, who obviously loves Jean. We got Wolverine, who you know longs for her and uh, all that and everything else. And then we got Sinister, who it's like, wow, popular chick. Yeah, yeah. Sinister's all about you know. I want to play science lab with you. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Something, yeah. Something that I'm sure you know. Some of the more um, you know. Some of the more uh, you know. Some of the more. Um, weird parts of like deviant art and and all that are you know would just run with hmm. there are some sure. very very weird parts to deviant art that i just will never ever l- somebody will tell me like nope yep i'm good i don't need to <laughs> yeah. know don't even yep. need to tell me nope nope yep. nope yep, 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 yep. absolutely not yep, um yep, yep. all right getting into the season breakdown <laughs> Highlights and lowlights of the season, um, for me, it depends on the episode more so yep. than anything else. Um, like, I like Storm's episodes where she goes back to Mount Kilimanjaro and all that, but it's not something. Hey. Yeah, it's not like that hey. and the Omega Red, the Red Dawn, like that one. Um oh. Well, that that one, it's that one. I think it shares something with the Magneto episodes of season one, okay. In the sense that they decided, oh, this is a kids' cartoon. So, like for example, with Magneto, it's like, nope, we're not going to mention the Holocaust. We're not going to mention Nazis. Nope, nope, nope. He was just in a war. It affected him. That's all you need to know. Yeah. Same thing with like Omega, the Omega Red stuff. Uh, you know, it's like, okay, yeah, it's the Soviet Union. It's the Cold War, but it's just gonna. They're just gonna go really vague. Um, yeah. You know what? I will say though that it ends up being almost a blessing in disguise because you can then play the episode. You know, you you don't ha- you know, it it kind of works with the whole 
Marvel's kind of whole thing about the sliding time scale. Like, if you just make it some sort of conflict, then, you know, you don't have to go back and be like, well, it was a conflict in the eight, you know, that lasted from the 50s to the 80s. Yeah. Mm. Computer body slide by one to HQ. Like, I mean, come mm. on. <laughs> what I'm mm. noticing, and I'm only noticing this now because I don't know why it wasn't earlier. The mm-hmm. entirety of season two is care. I mean, it's it's all character driven, but it's character specific. Like, till death do us part is Scott and Gene and Morph yeah. and the nasty boys and yada 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 and all that and Mister Sinister. Whatever it takes is all about Storm and all of that. Omega Red is about, you know, Wolverine and Colossus and all of that. Oh, well, it's pretty much Colossus more than Wolverine. Uh, Repo Man is Wolverine because, you know, Vindicator and Alpha, Alpha Flight yeah. capture him and they want to know about his animanium skeleton. And then the our favorite episode of all time, externally yours, is, you know, <sighs> focusing on Gambit. What's this week, Kimasabi? What's this hour? Don't don't drag me into your your obsession with with that phrase. Don't do that. It had some good shots of Rogue in that episode, so that's that's all I need. Um, (laughs) And then the Time Fugitives episode is Cable and Bishop, and of course all the other characters. But it's that's focused on them. Obviously, Rogue's tale is focused on her on Rogue. Beauty and the Beast, <laughs> um, you know, uh, you know, Beast and Carly and all that. So it's focusing on Hank, and then the only one after looking through all these, realizing that they're all character driven. The only one that's kind of out of place is Mojo Vision, because after this is Reunion Part One and Two. With the whole Savage Land, yeah. Mr. Sinister thing, cl- kind of... And, like, Mojo, Mojo Vision is the only one that's, like, the sore thumb that just, you know, sticks out. Yeah. It's... I don't know. Well, I guess, I, I guess what they were trying to do is give, like, a nice, light-hearted, fun episode before getting into, like, all the, you know, all the drama and stuff of the, uh, the finale. Yeah. Mm, maybe, I guess. I don't... I'm... Mojo is just one of those characters that's like, uh, no. Like, I like TV talk, but Rekgar does it better. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, well, I think, well, that's the thing. I mean, Rekgar Rekgar is more of just making fun of pop culture in general, and I think Mojo is just sort of, you know, trying to be specific and, Mm -hmm. you know, make fun of just just the, uh, the the guys behind the curtain in Hollywood. You yeah, know, the the guys at like the studio level, like that's the, I, I think that's the thing, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you have any and other? I, you have any other favorite type moments or things from season two that you want well, to talk about? Well, okay, well because well because I'm a huge Marvel zombie. Uh, when Alpha Flight showed up in Repo Man, I was really happy. Like when I heard Alpha Flight was going to show up, I'm like, yes! So when the episode finally hit, I'm like, oh wow, this is really cool. Um, I actually, and you know what, I, well, and then of course the fact that, uh, Rogue's Tale, Mm -hmm. that they put in, uh, that they brought in Miss Marvel, Carol Danvers, Mm -hmm. that was really, that, that, I was like, yes, yes, I I love that they, that they had the, um, that they had that, that they actually touched into that storyline, um, 
and then for me, I love the 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 um the Times Fugitives two parter. Yeah, I love it. I I mean, I love that that is probably my favorite of season two. Yeah, absolutely. I'm just well. Well, what I love about it is, first of all, they brought back Cable, they brought back Bishop, and I just what I love is how well. First of all, I have to laugh because it's it's the TV show's way of doing the legacy virus without having the legacy virus. Yeah, because I know that was that was the big deep around this time that had started showing up, and that was like mutant, you know, the mutant AIDS thing, and the fact that they did it, and they kind of like they just did it in two episodes, and okay, we're just gonna do this. Okay, that's it. We're done. Um, you know, I just at the laugh at how they they had it but they got rid of it as quickly as possible what i but what i really love about it is this is this is like time travel story done really well because i just love the idea that okay cable wants to save his time but if he does it he screws up bishop's time and if bishop wants to save his time he screws up cable's time and this whole idea of can we find a solution that saves both mm-hmm and doesn't like get rid of but you know doesn't get rid of both you know so yeah. I, I, I and yeah they did they did find option c but it was kind of cool that both you know both travelers had to grapple with that and it's like oh okay well i gotta save my time so screw you no i gotta save my time so screw you mm-hmm. you know and, and you gotta, gotta love that cliffhanger with cable being like wait a minute do i have to actually help apocalypse if i want to save my future mm-hmm. it's like whoa oh dude i'm not into this um yeah no I gotta say though, I did I did notice a a um an interesting plot hole mm-hmm. with Times Fugitives, mm-hmm. or something something that kind of feels because you have Bishop you know when Bishop we first see Bishop in the episode mm-hmm. he's coming back he's coming back to his time mm-hmm. and he's like wait a minute things have changed did I succeed and Forge like okay round two name something that's not boring a laundry. Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The hell are you talking about, man? We're still dying. Yeah. And it's like, correct, and, and correct me if I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. But um, when we saw Bishop at the end of season one, he had come back to his time. Nothing had changed, and Forge is like, "It's all right. Just we just keep going till we get you know till we get it right." And it's like, okay, yeah. are we missing? Was there supposed? Was there like an adventure that Bishop had that we never saw? I think this was kind of it, where this was the adventure we never saw at the time. Like, where at the end of. I don't have that information in front of me, but go listen to episode 67, folks, of Toon Cast Beyond. But it's 
whatever the name of the episode is that Bishop uh, Days of Days of Future Past. Oh, oh part well, two. duh, Days of Oh God, how the hell do I forget? I I, I just need to not be a podcaster anymore, folks. I'm retiring. I I've put in my ten years. I'm done. But okay. it's no, okay. but it's like it's like okay. It's okay. what the hell? But yeah, at the end of Days of Future's Past, he goes back and you it's know. Not it's not changed, but maybe part of it was or something. Something had well, to have happened where, yes, it's well, not any better, but it's not any worse. Right. So it kind of yeah, well, just kind of has that stay the same mentality. And that's when Forge is like, it's all right. We'll we'll we'll, we'll just, you know, keep on fighting the good fight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, well, OK, I, I do have well, I do have. OK, I'm going to I'm going to go for the Marvel no prize here, um, even though they don't give those out anymore. But. Yeah, I remember when they used to. Uh, basically, okay, so we have the end of Days of Future Past, where mm-hmm. Bishop comes back. It looks like we still have, you know, Crapsack Sentinels rule everything, and Forge goes, okay, well, you know, we'll just keep going back till you know you get it right. Now, right. one of two, one of two things probably happened. Okay, thing A, Bishop went back, tried something else that we didn't see, and then came back, and we have virus kills everybody future mm-hmm. so then bishop has to go back and deal with it the other possibility is okay so bishop bishop is about to go back like you know forge says we'll just keep going till we you know till we solve everything bishop is about to go back when he hits the portal maybe he intersected with cable going back or he intersected with something in time see that so to me up, what, what yeah, you're so, explaining is what well, happens yeah. in beyond good and evil right like maybe he can't well maybe he hit something and instead of ending up back in the 20th century like back in modern times mm-hmm. he ended up right back you know he ended up right back in his native time but things had already like things had already adjusted to virus kills everybody future and bishop's brain kind of addled from the experience thought that he you know didn't you know basically forgot that he was already there like two seconds ago and you know finding out that things hadn't changed so from his perspective his first his journey in days of future past was was apparently a success until he until he finds out Oh wait, nope. We're still dying, but yeah. now we're not. Now we're getting mutant super flu. So shit. Okay. Yeah, mutant super flu, and that's when Cable and Apocalypse yeah. and all of this and all of like, that. And... Like, chances are, most logical solution is he probably went back, had an adventure we never saw, and then came forward and was like, "Wait, did it work?" And Forge like, "Nope. We nope. are still dying. We're still dying from mutant super flu." Yep. Yeah. And and yeah, rogues. But yeah, um, Beauty and the Beast. I do have to. I do have to say. I, I laugh my head off at just how how much of like how much of a wine fest uh, Graydon Creed does. Oh when, my god! The fact that his dad is Sabretooth gets publicly revealed. Uh, that said, though, I do notice they changed Sabretooth's name in the uh, in the cartoon. Oh, did they? What is they made him? Yeah. Well, well, in the comics, his his real name is Victor Creed. Okay, yeah. And uh, yeah, and in the cartoon, they they may they uh, they changed it to Graydon Creed Senior, mm. which I'm I'm guessing they did that because you know this kind of makes it a little bit more obvious and a little bit more <gasps> OMG, that's mm-hmm. his dad. You know, it's like that that 
that kind of drives the the point home a little a little easier than um than having uh than saying Victor Creed. Yeah. You know, th- then 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 it's like for those for those of us who don't read the comics or we're familiar with it, it's a little bit more of a head scratcher and going, "Wait, does this mean they're related?" You know, it's mm-hmm. I think they just wanted that instant whoa kind of factor. Yeah. Absolutely. And, um, and by the way, I, and there's even there's even um, Mojo Vision actually. I, um, I I know I know you don't like it, but I did notice it creates an interesting again. You kind of have a plot hole thing here, because one of the one of the ladies that kind of hangs off Longshot is Dazzler. Right. But then she shows up, albeit with her hair kind of a little darker than we're used to, in uh, Dark Phoenix next season. Yeah. But my like. My ex, you know, I was thinking about that. I was like, oh yeah, that's it. That's right. My explanation for it though is Mojo being one that keeps spying on on uh, you know on Earth, mm-hmm. saw Dazzler, and was like, wow, you know, I could you know we, I could use a hot you know I could use a hot girl like that. You know, maybe we'll give maybe we'll give Longshot a girlfriend and he'll shut up. And you I know, thought the, that was uh, Jubilee's job. Yeah. Well, well, I mean, it's like <laughs> well. You know, he sees he sees Dazzler on Earth, right? Yeah, maybe, yeah, yeah. Maybe I'll kidnap her. Maybe one of his, you know, one of his aides or something is like, Master, maybe you shouldn't. And he's like, okay, fine. We'll just make some sort of duplicate clone, you know, and maybe we'll change the hair or something. Oh, you know? God. No, don't you dare. Don't you dare compare Mojo to Hardak. Come on now. Hardak <laughs> is so much better than Mojo. <laughs> I'm not comparing. I'm just saying. I know, but that's the first thing. Like you, you, you mentioned, you know, duplicate, and I'm like, no, no hard act, no, no, no. <laughs> <sighs> so much evil there. Uh-huh. Like no. <laughs> I, I did not think I was gonna break anyone's brain today, but I just yeah. did. Well, there you go. It. There you go. Um, hmm. out of season two, I would say that the pace of the season is very well done like all of the stories intersect to each other even yeah. mojo vision intersects a little you know obviously because yeah. it's between you know beauty because honestly after the after like time fugitives and a rogue's tale you needed something like beauty and the beast and mojo vision and yes i just said we needed mojo vision like you said as a kind of a buffer <laughs> which i can't believe i'm even admitting that because oh my god ugh. It's not even that, like, I like the idea of a television world, a world that yeah. is nothing but televised whatever. Not necessarily a televised fight club, because, you know, the first thing you, first rule of televised fight club is you don't talk about televised flight, f- flight, wow, <laughs> fight club. Damn it, I can't talk today. This just uh, breaks your brain. Yeah, huh? pretty much. Your brain. And then, the you know, the, the season ends with reunions and it's, you know, Xavier and Magneto, Savage Land, Mr. Sinister, all this stuff, super mutants and whatever else. Yeah. And just absolutely love it. Yeah, but by the way, did you know I, I did notice something as far as the season goes. Almost almost all the episodes we do have this little kind of interlude with uh, the Xavier Magneto uh, yeah. road trip through the Savage Land. But um, the thing thing I've noticed is that if you if you take those little ending scenes out, then each episode could pretty much be standalone. Yes. Like the only the only the only thing you know it's just the fact that you have those little Xavier Magneto scenes mm-hmm. that kind of add 
kind of continuity they, to it. Yeah, they kind of you know? tie it all together. I mean, yeah. technically, I mean, outside of the ones that say part one and part two, like time fugitives, yeah. like till death do us part, like yep. reunions. Technically, you're right. They like you exter- totally there, externally yeah. yours, Red Dawn, <laughs> Repo Man. All of those are pretty much one-shot character-driven episodes, which I think is a good thing, as well as it also being the other way, where, like you're saying, having the Xavier and, and Magneto moments, you know, kind of tie Tied everything, everything together. Because yeah. they're not there. Like, they specifically say, what are we going to do that now Charles is not here? And yeah, yada, Char- yada. yeah, Charles is missing, yeah. Yeah. So that was part of the thing where... The X-Men and whomever else, whether it's the villains or whatever, they had to find a way to go on without Charles, and that's what happened in these plot lines of all these episodes I've already mentioned, and yeah, absolutely. Um, Of course. But Mr. Sinister wanting them for super, like, oh my god. Well, well, I mean, Sinister Sinister in the comics has always been about genetics and kind of, you know, kind of wanting to be the actual... You know, it's one of those things of, hey, I could just wait for the future of mutant kind, or you know what, I could do it myself. Yeah. So you know, that's it. It, it, it he kind of wanted option B. It's like, okay, I can make the future so, mankind because you know what, I, because science. Yeah. So the, cra- the the crazy thing here is, and I've known this since I was a kid. Yeah. You have Xavier and Magneto. Xavier wants to help mutant and mankind coexist together. Magneto wants mutant kind to rule over humankind. Mutants are superior. Humans are inferior. And Sinister is essentially the next evolutionary step of Magneto. Like, I want super mutants. I want everybody to, you know, humans yeah. suck. Yada, yada, yada. Whatever. Like, yeah. wow. Sinister is just a more evil version of Magneto. With well, genetics. Well, because, well see, because that's the thing. Sinister's all Sinister's all about, well... You know what? I'm all about genetics and science. So and science dictates that you know mutants have to go beyond. So I'm gonna help. Uh, at least with Mag- with Magneto, at least you have that kind of thing of why does he want mutants to rule and why is he in this? Because it's like, well, let's see. I was already part of one minority that got royally screwed. So yeah. this other minority I'm a part of, this ain't gonna happen again. So yeah, I'm gonna absolutely. conquer your asses so you don't try to camp us again. You know, <laughs> at, at least there's. It's, you know, with Magneto, it's kind of an ends justify the means type of thing. Um, whereas with Sinister, it's just, hey, this is science, okay? So shut up. Shut up and let me and let me screw with your genome here. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. We are going to talk about how the season and, but, held up. Oh, what were you going to say? It's, well, I was going to say, um, you know, I, I, I do have to love that Reunion Part 1... Uh, adds adds to the uh, the X Men drinking game because you do have that that Jean scream by Cyclops when like when uh, she gets kidnapped. Yeah, great, great. Um, although, although although great animation in that scene because you have you know you have that you know close up on Cyclops as he just rips his glasses off and then it just pulls back as he just lets loose with his optic uh, blasts. Didn't he say sinister right there? Or he says sinister at one point during. This is the... like sinister, yeah, yeah. But, yeah. but I do know. I, I I I think when he takes his glasses off and like blasts the sky and you get that pullback shot, it is a it yeah. is a gene. Yeah. 
because there are there there are plenty of where he's screaming Sinister's name. I'm like, dude, you're not Captain Kirk. He is not Khan. Come on. <laughs> like, really? Yeah, we did. No. Well, this this if this show is about anything, it's about people screaming everybody's name. Uh huh. Everybody screams. You know, Wolverine screams Gene's name. Cyclops screams Gene's name. Uh-huh. Gene screams Scott's name. Yep. And then Xavier, Xavier just gets uh, warped by uh, some more powerful psychic being and goes, Aah! Yeah. Brain fart. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. How the season held up. Did the season keep your interest throughout? Um, yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah. it did. It, it's <laughs> it's one of those things where even going back and watching these on who and I'll say this now. I'm going to say this over the next three weeks as well, folks. The series, when we were getting back to getting ready to record these, I'm like, oh, it's been on Hulu for X number of whatever, and I'm no pun, in, no X pun intended there. Um, but it's like, oh, okay, cool. And then I see expiring soon. It doesn't tell you exactly when it's expiring, but it says, oh, X-Men is expiring mm. soon. And I'm like, oh, crap. And that's when I mess up. I'm like, we got to get this done because... I'm yeah. not trying to look for this because I don't have the... I never got all of the DVDs. I only got the first two seasons. I never got the rest of the set from, like, the rest of the individual Disney-released DVDs from 10 years ago or whatever it was. So, it's like, okay, let's just bam, 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 knock them out. And right as I was watching the end of season three, which is next week, they... it got pulled from Hulu. And I'm like, oh, you've got to be kidding me. And now, of course, it's back. <laughs> so well um, well season three has its own problems yeah that, we'll get that, to that, that next has, week that had to do something other than hulu yes um so did the season keep your um interest throughout oh yeah oh yeah definitely well it also it also kind of helps that yeah i'm i'm a um that yeah i as a marvel as like a marvel fan for um you know, for for decades, yeah, mm-hmm. I'm dating myself. You know, it just there's always just stuff that I could be like, oh wow, cool. You know, and especially doing compare and contrast to things like, oh, this is you know, uh, doing that comic storyline of uh, you know that you know doing that comic story and, um, you know, just being able to being able to do you know being able to do that. It's so yeah, it's it, it's held up. It definitely held up. Absolutely. Um, I am really looking forward to, after watching this season, when I did watch it, I'm like, ooh, I actually want to start the next one now. So are you itching to watch the next season now? Yeah, kinda. Uh, cause I haven't seen this in a long time. Like, like I said, it's been at least nine or ten years since I've actually gone back and watched this show. Um... Would we recommend this season, this season of the show to people? Yes. I mean, come on, this is some of the best X-Men writing, or best, you know, X-Men story development type stuff here. Um, I don't know if I would actually show any of X-Men to children. Not this uh, series. Uh, I don't, well, I think, okay, I, 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 think it de- I think it depends on the child. Mm-hmm. Like, if the child is old enough and or they're mature enough, they could probably, yeah, they could probably have a, um, not have a problem. Um, it just, yeah, like, this is not, 
I would say this is not something that you put in front of, like, six or seven-year-olds. No, 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 no. This is most definitely, not not only this season, but this series is most, like, at 12 years old, I was fine. I was more than fine, because I was, when when this show came out in 92, I was more than fine. Um, So I would say this is more, like, 13 and up, I would say. So there is that. Um, well, I, I think eleven and twelve might be able to handle it. Yeah, maybe. But it's not well because, like, like for example, later seasons we have something like like the way that they did uh, the Proteus two-parter would definitely be, um, you know, would definitely not be as, you know, there would there wouldn't be as big a deal. Uh, yeah. You know, if uh, you know, it, hell, it's even tamer than the way like like I was saying. You know, you had a two-parter that had. Um, that had uh, pretty much the comic book version, you know, the cartoon version of the Legacy Virus, and it was done in like two parts. So you know, in many ways, it's a lot tamer than the um, than the comics themselves. So yeah, I, I would say even like ten to twelve could probably handle this easy. Absolutely. All right. Um, let's see here. Rating on the GCRN scale, 0 to 5 stars. What would you give this? You can do half points if you want. Mm, this this particular season? Yes. I would say 4.5. I'm right there with you. It's really, really well done. The stories all meld together well. Um, even now that I've thought about it even more, Mojo Vision does fit, even though I don't want it to, because... Ugh, that character just okay. freaks me out. But anyway, absolutely love it. We're going to take a final break here, come back with last words after this. On the Simplistic Reviews podcast, we talk movies. We talk TV. We talk... Hello, Julie, what the heck are you doing? Trying to make our spots sound more exciting by adding explosions. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you could have got the point across with sound effects, not the real thing. Download the show on iTunes or at simplisticreviews.blogspot.com. I'm sure your insurance company will cover that. No, they won't. No, they probably won't. Decian, the superhero webcomic. Decian's got superhero antics and sexy girls. For action, comedy, mayhem, and more, read it now at decian.com. D-A-S-I-E-N.com. Do you like retro cartoons? Then Saturday Morning Rewind is the podcast for you. Join them each month as they talk about classic cartoons and interview legendary voice actors like Jim Cummings. I am the terror that flaps in the night. Corey Burton. Sometimes toys can be so funny. Rob Paulson. Sure, man, but how are we going to find chaps our size? Nancy Cartwright and many more. Eat my shorts. So grab a bowl of Lucky Charms. They're magically delicious. Put on your hammer pants. Go to SaturdayMorningRewind.com. And be prepared to feel like a kid again. Once again, that's SaturdayMorningRewind.com. Saturday Morning Rewind was voted best podcast ever by its host, Tim Nidell. So it's got to be good. My guess is that our interests coincide. You're boring me. If you want to help me nail them, get your team together and let's get started. We are back here on Tooncast Beyond, episode 76, X-Men Season 2 from 1992. Anything we missed, Eduardo? 
Mm, no, but I'd say as far as as far as this is concerned, yeah, nothing that we really, nothing that we uh, that we really missed. Absolutely. Uh, so it is as as we've said, it is on Hulu. It was available on DVD. I'm not sure if those DVDs are still around. You uh, might be able to find um, them on eBay. Yeah, might be able to might be able to find them on eBay. Maybe able to find them on Amazon. Um, if you're, I would also suggest going to places like um, you know, going to to secondhand stores because mm. you know the DVD section. You might get lucky. Yep, you might. All right. You got anything you want to pimp out before I close this one out? Well, I could always hey, I could always pimp out uh, keeping it reels. Um, first of all, I mean, if you want to find us on Facebook, you type in Let's Be Reels because it's, you know, um, just type in Let's Be Reels. But Reels is R E E L Z. So yeah, we're going a little, you know. Um, and then yeah, as far as the the show, it's live every Saturday, like pretty much every Saturday. Uh, you go to Blog Talk Radio and type in Keeping It Reels. We're usually on at 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific. Okay. But covers a wide covers a wide range of geeky topics. Uh, as of when we're recording this, uh, last Saturday's episode, we celebrated 20 years of Pokemon. And this mm-hmm. Saturday is um, we're doing basically a celebration of Stephen King. You know, kind oh, of a, I, I thought you were going to say 20 years since the Titanic film sank everybody's uh, expectations <laughs> of sitting in a theater. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 no. Although, uh, I will say this, um, our last episode of October is yeah. going to be dedicated, in it, since it's Halloween, we're going to dedicate it entirely to Nightmare Fuel. So, um, so yeah, if uh, if you get nightmares from Titanic's cheesy acting, then... Yeah, uh, you know, you could... And one of the things I do want to promote, though, about the show is, since it's live, it is call-in. You know, it is a call-in oh, show. Cool. Um, if anything, uh, go to the Let's Be Reels Facebook page and go to Blog Talk Radio, Keeping It Reels. Uh, the number will, that you can call will be there. Plus, not to mention that I always, with the episodes I'm hosting, I always pimp them out on Facebook, and I always include the call-in number there so very cool very cool all right that's gonna do it for us today here on tunecast beyond we'd like to thank you for joining us here on the latest episode and of course we invite you get in we invite you to get in touch with us and leave feedback for the show Visit the website, geekcastradio.com, where you can comment on this and all of our other episode podcasts from all of this podcast and all the other podcasts we do. Leave the show's feedback in iTunes. Please do this. Follow us on Twitter. You can follow at TuneCastBeyond. I am at TFG1Mike. What is your Twitter? My Twitter, uh, okay, it's supposed to be pronounced White Balloon King, but because Twitter gives like a, a character limit, thanks a lot, it is spelled WHT. B L L N K I N G. Hmm. Very yeah. cool. You can also follow at Geekcast Radio for all your network updates. Become a fan on Facebook. Go to facebook.com slash Geekcast Radio Network. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Tunecast Beyond. I wish you'll join us next time when we'll be giving you our thoughts on X Men 92 Season 3. For now, I am TFG1 Mike with Eduardo M. Fryer. Thank you for listening. Until next time. Lousy luck. You.
sure make a lot of noise. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.